Everyone has a story, and I believe that sharing your story has the power to connect people. I'm a working mom, wife, and seeker, and nothing lights me up and brings me more joy than having meaningful conversations. And one of the things I love to talk about is psychedelics. In December 2021, I experienced my first psychedelic journey with psilocybin. It was one of the most profound events in my life, and it opened me up to a deeper spiritual growth and helped me to heal. And now, talking to those who've experienced the therapeutic magic of psychedelics and hearing about their personal journey has become my passion. Mindful Trip is a safe space to have conversations that demystify and destigmatize the use of plant medicines. Conversations that allow us to have deeper connections with ourselves and others. I hope that sharing these intimate, funny, and inspiring stories helps you find the answers you're looking for. A wise friend said to me, all you can do is follow the threads and see where it takes you. So I hope you'll join me in unraveling the threads, staying open, and trusting the journey. This is Mindful Trip. Mindful Trip content and the views, thoughts, and opinions of the host, guests, and contributors is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional legal advice or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Consult with the medical provider or mental health care professional about your health-related questions. Mindful Trip does not encourage illegal activity, including but not limited to the illegal sale, purchase, or use of controlled substances. Hi, and thanks for joining. Today, my guest Lucas Harper opens up about understanding his essence through psychedelics and how the life-changing experience of coming face-to-face with death liberated him. Lucas Harper is a holistic wellness coach and integration therapist, specializing in guiding individuals through the integration of insights gained from psychedelic journeys. With the rich background in the ancient sciences of both the East and the West, Lucas's approach is deeply rooted in transformative practices such as yoga and shamanic wisdom. His expertise lies in helping clients to connect with the intelligence of life, inspiring profound openings, and holistic well-being. Your support means a lot, so please subscribe, download, and share with friends and family. I'd also love to hear what resonates for you, so send me your comments. Hi, Lucas. Hi, man. Thanks for having me. How are you? It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's really great. I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you. I think it's really amazing what you're doing. It's so important for people to have access to hear stories and hear experiences and just to learn more about what the psychedelic journeys are because we're coming over a stigma that's been around for so long. And to be able to normalize the experience and help people feel comfortable with it instead of just based on the belief systems of the past, the propaganda of plants are bad. I mean, it's funny how we've like made certain plants illegal, right? It's like (laughs) mushrooms are illegal. They just grow out of the ground and somehow we can't touch them. Right. Can't hold them. If we pick them and hold them, we're in trouble. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I agree with you. It's interesting that culturally and societally, people are probably more comfortable telling somebody that they're on SSRIs for anxiety and depression than 
having conversations that they might be thinking about doing a plant medicine journey or a psychedelic journey for therapy yeah, purposes. Yeah. And I think that a lot of it has to do with legality, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing illegal about taking a, a prescription medicine, right? but there is this, this sense of doing something wrong and doing something illegal. I see people getting really excited about the process. I've been doing and working with this for over 20 years. And my journey started recreationally. Mm. And even that provided insights. But I've seen over the years myself and other people I've worked with and friends that there's this sense of wanting to share not only the experience, but share the wisdom that is accrued during these experiences. Yeah, And that's the most amazing aspect of all of this. And it's so sad that, again, these plants have been stated illegal, even though they have such really amazing benefits. You mentioned that you dipped your toe into the psychedelic world just through recreational use. So what was the main catalyst for you to take a real deep dive into plant medicines and psychedelics for therapeutic purposes? Well, you know, starting recreationally, even that was therapeutic in some Mm. ways. In fact, the very first experience that I had we were in the San Juans just off the coast of Washington. And it was pretty much a private island. And mm-hmm. there was a couple dozen people on the island overall. And it felt secluded. It felt comfortable and safe. And my friend and I had some mushrooms with us. And we were at a family event. And we decided to eat some of these mushrooms. Our intention was really just to explore the realm of altered states because mm-hmm. we'd used cannabis or whatever. We were young, like 20, early 20s. Yeah. And while we were under the influence of these substances, we, we were able to, to be hyper-present. Mm-hmm. And in that presence, we were able to see and feel our experience so much more vividly. But I think that that's one of the most um, predominant effects that I've experienced and that people experience is this heightened sense of presence. My journey has been over the course of many experiences and and many different plant medicines and, and ceremonies. And my journey has been to understand really what is that interaction between nature, this natural essence and myself mm. and How's that guiding my thoughts and how's that evolving my thoughts? And so I started to study the science behind it and science of psychedelics is still emerging. But what we do know is that that presence is coming from an interaction in our brain that's slowing down certain integrations and essentially making us and kind of forcing us to see life around us or inside of us, depending on Mm. where our journey is, from a fresh perspective, without any of our preconceived ideas, without previous concepts and and belief systems. And so like getting back to that first experience that I had, where nature was incredibly vibrant, and the relationship with my friend who I was with became even more intense and and Mm. appreciative and, and, you know, loving. As I kind of moved along the process from having recreational experiences, which were kind of like physical and altered states. I'm walking around and riding bikes or whatever, and um, my eyes are open. And Mm -hmm. and then transitioning to the ceremonial states and and experiences where you're laying down, your eyes are closed, and it's essentially a meditation. But that same process unfolds in that ceremonial aspect 
of it where the inflections of yourself and that self recognition is also through that same refreshed lens. And so now I'm seeing myself and I'm seeing my habits, my lifestyles, my relationships and my belief systems mm -hmm. through, again, the same fresh lens. Right. And being able to let go of belief systems from that are based on false ideas and traumas, all the things that happen to create our subconscious view of reality, to be able to see that it's incredible. So I remember one of my very first really profound, deep ceremonial experiences, it was with ayahuasca. And I remember having this realization about the relationships. It was one of the first real ceremonies that I had with you know, a shaman and a group of people and a, a very, very dedicated space to this introspection and kind of guided by these shamanic elements. Mm -hmm. I was there because I was interested in this experience. I'd heard that it's one of the most intense and profound psychedelic experiences mm -hmm. to be had. I had already had realizations, really transformative realizations in previous experiences with psilocybin, with the mushrooms. But I was invited to this ayahuasca experience and I felt like, okay, well, I'm definitely open to this and mm -hmm. the invitation feels right. And, you know, interested in, in what more I could discover about myself, what more I could discover about life. Because it's really all about broadening the perspective on mm -hmm. every journey that you take, you broaden the perspective a little more about the reality that we live in. And I do think that that's one of the most impactful things that happens during these ceremonies is that there's a sense of awe and wonder. I like to use the word astonishment mm -hmm. because I'm constantly astonished with life. We look around and we see, oh, there's trees and there's hills and there's people there's the sky, there's the sun, there's the moon. But we don't really know yeah. what's happening in all these things. One of the most impactful things that happened to me in, in one of these earlier psychedelic journeys was I saw the moon. And I looked at it, oh, wow, full moon. And I thought, wait a second, there's a, a celestial body in the sky. I'm on this planet. So, and I, it kind of helped to place myself, to realize and remember mm. that I am in a, a being in this cosmic universe of which really we don't have any evidence to understand why we're here and where we're going. Right. <laughs> and that sense of, of astonishment just broadens my perspective to remember mm -hmm. that life is a mystery. Now, I'm a mystery and I'm experiencing a mystery. Mm -hmm. And you know, usually we're just going on our daily lives and we don't really take that gravitas that it mm -hmm. deserves and impactful. So this ayahuasca uh, journey, there's a, a group of people and it's led by a particular shaman or practitioner. And he has set ways that he's learned from his, his ancestors. And in this case, it was a Peruvian shaman. Mm -hmm. And he uses music. He's guiding the energy in some ways by curating the space. But one of the most impactful feelings and experiences that I had during that moment was my understanding of my relationship with those that are, are closest to me. Right. And there was this broader perspective. I was able to see my experience in life and my childhood and see my parents, my family, my friends, and see all of our interactions and see them really as 
I guess I would say through a lens of humility, mm-hmm. recognizing that every one of us are really kind of doing our best within this mystery, kind of yeah. confused and still figuring out how to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it, it just gave me this sense of forgiveness where I felt like there was no reason to have any grudge or any hard feelings for any experiences that I I'd had in the past. And so there was a, a sense of forgiveness. And I think that remembering back, it started with myself, where I was thinking of my own wrongdoings mm. and the sins that I had made, the wrongdoings I had made to other people, maybe the way I treated others or communicated or bad habits that I might have for mm. eating or whatever. It's like, finding and just seeing that, oh yeah, I'm still learning just as we all really are still learning what it means to be human Yeah, and I'm doing my best. And there was this realization I was doing my best. And in that I was able to see what I could do right. So in the same time, seeing what was wrong, I could see how I could change and how I could interact with friends and family in different ways and how it could improve and at the same time, the sense of being able to forgive myself for mm. having made these mistakes and then extending that to others and having that forgiveness be so profound and deep that it left me even after the ceremony and it stayed with me to recognize that no one is out to do wrong to themselves or to others. We're doing our best. And so to be able to have more patience and compassion for myself as I'm moving through something. It allows me to recognize more readily where I'm going wrong and how I can improve them. And then I can integrate that and let go of bad behavior in, in whatever way that might be. All of my ceremonies and all of my psychedelic experiences, unless they were the recreational, very light ones, they've all led to really just simply recognizing where I could be better in life where I could be living more from where my heart really exists and less from where my thought processes and my fears about how I'm seen or my old belief systems might want me to express. So having the self-awareness while you were in the journey, obviously it had a really profound impact on you. How were you, after you came out of it, how were you able to start to integrate it into your day-to-day life? What shifted for you? So I had the time and space to be able to continue to contemplate it. In fact, Mm -hmm. that was probably a, a big reason of why I started working with psychedelics and why after my first experience with them, I was led to continue to explore and experiment further was because I've always had this kind of innate drive to understand more about myself and how I could be a better human and interact with the world in a more authentic way. And I don't mean necessarily authentic to myself, which I do, of course, but I mean authentic to the reality of which I exist in. Mm. And with the psychedelic, it brings on these deeper understandings And instead of kind of just letting them be a part of my journey and my psychedelic experience, I write them down and I contemplate them. And if there's new ideas, I kind of put those ideas to the test and explore them. It has a lot to do with relationships and communication because in these journeys, there's a 
a lot of love that's felt for everything. And especially, of course, for the people that you love the most. And so when I was exploring these experiences and I was feeling and growing my love for my family and my loved ones, my heart grew and mm -hmm. I allowed myself to express it more abundantly. And I think that a lot of people stifle the expressions of their heart. And I know I did somewhat. And now I try to not stifle it at all, which might be impossible, but communicating my appreciation and gratitude for those around me. I really believe we're all souls in this kind of physical body, that the real human experience is, is to be able to express the full range of human emotions. And I think what happens when you're using plant medicines or psychedelics is that I think it opens up this kind of gateway for most people to be able to release that energy, any repressed emotions that you've had for all those years, and to free yourself. And like you said, to live more authentically and to be able to really show up into any situation or relationships and to share how you're truly feeling, regardless of how somebody responds, you still should be able to express how you're feeling and that yeah, it's not your absolutely. responsibility how somebody responds to how you are feeling. Because how you're feeling is how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We have so many subconscious fears and belief systems that are based on these fears. Yeah. These fears maybe come from traumas and ways that we were treated as a, a young person. And so levels of confidence and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so we stifle our whole being. We stifle emotions. And we know that stifling emotions causes tension in our bodies and our organs, which causes yeah. inefficient blood flow and life flow and then you know disease. So liberating ourselves from these subconscious fears and thoughts is priceless. I mean, it's what traditional psychological therapy is all about, right? It's kind of digging deep into our, our, our thoughts and our experiences and, and being able to open and, and express our emotions. Yeah. With psychedelics, it, it opens it up so quickly. And I, again, I think it's because we're able to shift the way that our, our brain operates and activating and disactivating certain parts of it so that we can really perceive and experience life through a new lens. So many of us are operating on belief systems that we created when we were children. And yeah. we have fears based from when we were children. And our, our intellect is evolved, but the mm -hmm. neurological part of our body is still stuck there. Yeah. And so if we're able to perceive and kind of revisit these traumas or these belief systems without the lens of our normal network of neurology, mm -hmm. then this is huge. And then at that same moment, we can rewire the way that our nervous system and our neurology responds to these kinds of triggers and, and thoughts. I've experienced this firsthand so many times. And, you know, it really yeah. is the gold of psychedelic therapy. Yeah, that's right. All the points that you make are so valid. I 100% agree with you in terms of just resetting the nervous system, rewiring your brain, the neuroplasticity that happens when you are on psychedelics and plant medicines. Is there another ceremony or journey that you can share that really had another profound impact on you? 
You know, it's been a while since I've had a really deep journey with these medicines. I'm still in the in integration process for a lot of them. But one I can recall is really kind of profoundly interesting. And it's interesting because it really parallels the deepest philosophies of existential practices. Like Buddhism is an existential idea. I know it's like considered a spirituality, but it's really like an existential philosophy, as is Hinduism, and really as is shamanism. And the goal of these is to have this mystical death, is to die before you die, where it's essentially a total ego dissolution, like what they call in yoga samadhi. There was this experience that's really unnameable, and you can't really put words to it. And the feeling is also kind of irrelevant for me to try and put words to. I existed somehow without uh, a memory of, of my personality and any person in the world and even the world itself, life on earth. It was not present. It was just a sense of being. It was just an, a sense of existence. And this was during an and ayahuasca journey or was this a different plant mm -hmm. medicine? This was during something similar to an ayahuasca journey. As I came back, you know, slowly the integration kind of happens and I'm remembering my life and the people mm. around me. And what that left me with was an understanding of my essence and that I exist even without my body, that I am this essence that's inside somehow of this form and take a peek into what it's going to be like when this body gets old and dies, like what mm. you would think death is. You know, this profound experience of kind of peeking around the corner at death, it really helped me to feel liberated in not fearing death and not being fearful of life, being able to express and experience life to the fullest because I'm not necessarily as fearful as dying as maybe I, I was before. Mm. Um, I mean, it sounds similar to near-death experiences and hearing about people's near-death and how that really changes their perspective about death, that if they initially were really fearful of it, that after that experience, they come back knowing that it's like nothing to be afraid of. So do you think that your experience in this particular journey was similar to that, where you saw the other side of it in a sense, and then you realize that like there's nothing to be afraid of? Well, for sure, nothing to be afraid of about death. I wouldn't say that I saw like what it is to exist on the other side. I have vague recollection of what a visual imprint kind of was during that experience. Mm. So not necessarily like life beyond life, but existence that remains. And I guess more importantly, making concrete the identity of myself. I'm not my body, but I am this energetic essence that animates this body. And so by identifying myself in that way, and that really we're all just this one energy expressing itself, ourself, in these trillions of different ways. Mm. How then does that affect the way that I interact with other people on other things, if this is just another version of the same essence that I am? And this is something that I focused on very deeply and kind of putting to the test. It's like, well, okay, if I'm everything, then what happens if I interact with everything and everyone as if mm -hmm. they are just another extended version of myself? And how does that feel? And how does that help me relate more? It's uh, a really wonderful way to live and to build relationships with others. Well, how has your life changed? 
as you've been consistently integrating after these journeys that you've had? I don't know if that's a loaded question or not, because <laughs> I live a, a fairly alternative life and our lifestyle. And my attachment to the mundane activities and things have completely shifted away. Mm -hmm. Whereas I had the goal of typical human success and that kind of just overlooks the bigger picture and kind of focuses on building my ego and my mm -hmm. career and my wealth and my family and all these things are good, but I was kind of trapped in like seeing that that was the only thing to do. And instead, now I see so much more broadly that, you know, there is relationship and family and career, but there's also the sense of just existing as a cosmic being here yeah. on this planet and discovering that it only fueled my fire and interest as to who I am and where I'm going or where I come from, where we're all going and coming from and why we're here. And so, yeah, I live my life not hyper-focused only on the basic mundane aspects of life, but also on the broader existential experience. How has it influenced you in terms of your career path? What shifts have you made? At first, I did kind of take a fairly drastic change. I was working as a photographer and an artist in San Francisco, and I decided to stop and to see what happens if I keep in flow, if I go wherever I feel like I am inspired to go. Mm -hmm. And that kind of led me all over the world. It almost immediately led me to South America, where I studied these ideas and topics with Ecuadorian natives. And that led me to Indonesia and India, where I spent years there. It's kind of led me all over. And I'd say I'm still being led. In fact, I hope that I always am because this essence and this energy that is animating me is, it seems like that that's the energy that's in control of this whole universe. So my goal is to surrender to that and let it guide me. It's guided me all over the world and led me to start working in the field of holistic wellness, focused on not only psychedelic experiences, but mainly on helping people prepare for and integrate these experiences, whether it be psychedelics or meditation mm -hmm. and the changes that we can make before we engage in these deeper practices as well and just creating overall wellness. I mean, it's has such a dramatic influence and impact on your life. It's a pretty big shift to go from being a photographer and an artist, and then all of a sudden just leaving that behind and trusting your gut and trusting the process and the universe and just like going where you felt called to, which is pretty incredible. So as a practitioner, what advice would you give to somebody who is curious about psychedelics or plant medicines and using it for therapeutic purposes? Well, everyone's going to be different, of course, but I think that there's a lot of fear around the experience because people are afraid of what they're going to find in their mind. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's understandable. And there's definitely moments where it's intense. And these intense moments are usually really amazing and end up with growth, but people are scared. So starting off with just the smallest little doses is going to be really helpful to understand that it's not super intense and having very micro experiences. 
But for people who are ready for that ceremonial experience, maybe they've already had smaller doses of something X or Y, then, you know, my advice is to really take note of your life and identify the issues that you can improve on right away. Like the surface issues that can be changed, whether it's Mm -hmm. your diet or behavior and patterns that you have in your communication with your loved ones. What can you clean up that's obvious and on the surface that you already know of? Because the psychedelic experience, it can be intense. And so you should take advantage of that moment because it's not something that we experience all the time. And by taking advantage, I mean, allow it to show you what you couldn't already see. Because we work with our subconscious belief systems from the top down whatever is most available. And if it's on the surface and it's conscious, then likely that's what your psychedelic journey is going to be about, analyzing these habits. This is why people use them for overcoming addiction. They're able to see their behaviors and the impact and and influence it has on their life. This is where the gold is with psychedelic experiences. So just clean up the surface first and then have a profound journey. So for you, obviously psychedelics and plant medicines and doing these ceremonies has had an an incredible impact on your life. How has it impacted your relationships with your family, with your friends? In what ways has it changed? Well, you know, I'd say improved across the board, patience and compassion for myself and for others, and knowing that no one is out to be mean and to get me. We're all full of love. And like I said earlier, I try not to stifle the expressions of my heart. So I found that by expressing how much gratitude I have and and specifically what I really appreciate about people all the time, that's been an immediate improvement on relationships. And also to not really ever be offended by Mm. people. Maybe someone's in a bad mood and they say things or whatever. It's like not be offended and be able to be patient and compassionate to their situation and be able to quickly move on or be able to directly communicate and talk about uh, an issue. Maybe this is something that we all have to overcome from being children when we're kids. Our parents tell us what, what to do. And sometimes they miss the mark and we're not allowed to bring it up and yeah. have a discussion about it. And so we have this kind of innate feeling from during the early development years where maybe bringing up conversation is difficult. But if we can clearly communicate, then relationships can thrive. It's almost like a deep programming that happens little by little. Each time you do any sort of journey, whether you're microdosing or you're doing a, a full ceremonial journey, and then as you come out of it, Hopefully you're being very mindful about integrating what you learned in that experience. You start to feel and see these subtle shifts that are happening within your life and within yourself. And that reverberates out into the people that you come into contact with. So it sounds like your whole emotional and mind set has completely shifted because of these journeys? Well, uh, some things have have definitely shifted my ability to have patience for myself and compassion, just knowing that we're all learning. That's definitely changed. So Lucas, obviously all these journeys provided you with some significant insights. What would you say to anybody who is interested in plant medicines and psychedelics? I think that you sum it up nicely there. And 
it's really profound the experiences and the wisdom that can be achieved in these journeys. People, I think, are just now starting to understand the benefits. I, I think that self-development is one of the most rewarding things that we can experience and work on. There's many ways to do that, and psychedelics is one of them. You know, for mm-hmm. me, it's been highly impactful. In fact, it's opened my eyes to existence in a way that many would call spiritual mm-hmm. and uh, allowed me to be more connected with everyone around me and more loving and, and more patient with myself and with others around me. The best part of life is the relationship that I have with people. And I'm so grateful for everything that I've learned and experienced with the help of psychedelic medicines. I'm grateful for the movement that's happening and like yourself, bringing these conversations and this awareness to a greater population. It's priceless. Well, you sharing your story is really important. I think the more that people are openly having these conversations, educating people, and also just taking the stigma out of having conversations about psychedelics and plant medicines and that it has been helping so many people. So I really thank you for your time and being so open and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me and for doing this work. Thank you so much. I'll definitely talk to you soon. Take care. You too. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Your support means a lot to me. So please subscribe, download, and share with friends and family. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. So let me know what resonates for you. Until next time, take care.